Hey, I'm Murph. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. Speaking of, I got a truly delightful human being joining me today. She's a writer, actress, and filmmaker. You've seen her on the ABC hit show, How to Get Away with Murder. She also co-authored the hilarious book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling, and other feminist fairy tales. Please welcome to the program, Ellen Hong. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, the fans, are, the fans are, are here today and they're excited. Oh, thanks to the fans. Hell yeah. Now, without them, we're nothing. You know what I mean? Without them, we're just we're just two goofs, you know, doing a doing a, a Zoom call here, you know? Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to to have you. I haven't seen you in, in such a long time. You know, we made the made the move for the West Coast. I feel like, you know, we I miss you and Drew both uh dearly. So it's nice to see your face. It's nice to to reconnect here. Um what have you been yeah. up to lately? What what is there to report? Uh what kind of fun stuff? Well, the I you know, the most exciting thing that's happened today is that I'm in Los Angeles and we've been getting like all of this weather, quote unquote. Sure. And but truly, I looked at the mountains today and they are covered in snow. It's like living in Colorado. It's really nuts. Bizarre. Very it's bizarre. It's very bizarre. Yeah, it's like now like LA it, it does it feels like an escape from LA situation where you've got you've got your fires now, you've got your floods and now you've got your uh, your tundra weather. It's it's really Yep. You're getting your bang for your buck out there, man. I took a lot of bad pictures on my iPhone and I was like, look, see the snow, see the snow. <laughs> they're, they're not good pictures. You can't really see the snow. No, no. You can never see the snow. You can also never see like the moon. I'm always trying to, I've taken so many photo. When will I learn that the, the iPhone just <laughs> will, won't see the moon. It's just not going to do it. But, uh, yeah, but we, but we keep trying. Um, well, yeah, listen, we got a lot to like dive into here today. Um, feel free to share whatever you want on your end. We got some jam-packed segments. Uh, we were talking a little bit uh, off mic there about your, I'll congratulate you publicly now for your Super Bowl victory. You are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan, of course, so it was a, it was a wild one. Losing to, 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 to Big Red, Andy Reid was, was rough. Um, you know, our pass rush. And and Mahomes on a bum ankle, and it's just still, it still just couldn't go our way. So, congrats. Yeah, that it was. Well, okay. It, listen, I'm not just, uh, uh, I'm not just saying this as the winner of that game, but that was a great game. It and was. Both teams, both teams played out of their minds. Um, uh, Jalen, oh my, uh, Jalen was great. He was like he played, any he, of this a near flawless game, other than the fumble is near nearly flawless. Yeah, and I mean, I, I love Patrick, and but you know he was. And Patrick was hurt, but Jalen kind of had a better game than than Mahomes did, and it, I I don't know. It was just a really incredible game. the uh, The best thing that happened was that my husband tried to get us to go to not one but two different Super Bowl parties, both of which were hosted by Eagles fans. Oh, <laughs> yes, double one dip. of the. And 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 I'm a pretty chill. Uh, I'm a pretty chill like Kansas City football fan, but I was like, you know. I'm going to be emotional no matter what happens. And I just don't want to be, I don't want to be in an environment where there are a bunch of Eagles fans around me. And one of the hosts said that I was invited as long as I wasn't obnoxious, Mm. which I thought was 
Rich coming from an Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah, coming from. Well, I mean, we got to grease the poles in in South Philly. You know what I mean? You talk about yeah. talk about being obnoxious. Yeah, that's that win or lose. You know, it's going to get salty uh, with, with Eagles fans for sure. I love that Drew tries to make like a Mrs. Doubtfire situation where there's like we have two Super Bowl parties. At least they're like both Eagles, so you didn't like you know get comfortable at one if one was like a Chiefs fans party, and then you like you know say the wrong thing at the wrong. Time you could have had quite the uh, the situational comedy on your hands there. Um, well, you know, I'll tell you, diving into this first uh, segment here, we're just gonna get, we're gonna keep the ball rolling on Mr. Mahomes because this handsome devil's been he's been in the news a lot lately. So I uh, I like to to, uh, to to kick things off on the program with a little something called the substance report. This is the question: Do junkies' lives matter? Now, Ellen, uh, you know, on the heels of this Super Bowl victory. Um, you know, the mainstream media's uh, coverage of, of substance, uh, substances and the people who use them has always been kind of trash. So I like to, to, to give a kind of a fresh perspective on, on, on some of the topical drug-related stories in the news. Uh, and this drug we're talking about today is a, is a classic drug. Uh, one of my favorites, not my top favorite, but it's, but it's one of them. It's one I partake in a lot. Uh, and it seems to be one that uh, Mr. Mahomes uh, enjoys as well. Uh, it's, we're, of course, talking about alcohol. Uh, so this article here um, is from uh, Outkick, whatever the hell this, uh, whatever this publication is here. But the, uh, the headline says, Patrick Mahomes vowed to drink 100 beers after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, so the, the exact quote is, uh, I'm about to hammer like 100 Coors Lights. Uh, I believe I saw this little video floating around on the, uh, on the Twitters and whatnot. Uh, so this is, I can confirm that this was said. Um, so what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on, first off, 100 beers? I mean, he's in the prime well, of his life. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sell him short. But man, alive! I mean, I remember doing maybe some some case races or like power hour. You get like a thirty brick down or something. You know, in my in my heyday. But a hundred seems like a lot. A hundred does seem like a lot. But also, he probably. I can't imagine that he or many football players actually drink that much during the season. It seems like that. Right. Yeah, maybe I bet beer is like a really good, you know, like after a marathon, you want a beer. So I, I can imagine having some beers post game. Yes. But in general, I bet they're not actually drinking that much. So good for him. If he wants 100, he has he's earned it. He has earned it. I mean, Coors Lights, they go down, you know, I mean, if you're going to do it, you're not getting in. You're not you're not taking down 100 IPAs. Uh, right. So, you know, the Coors Light seems like the move there. Um, I both I both think that Coors Light is the way to go, and also I want him to be having a better beer. I don't know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Once it's like once the writing's on the wall, if you're like, listen, man, you're not getting to a hundred. Maybe just like slow down and have something that's that tastes a little bit, because you know it's, it's going to be running right through you with that Coors Light. Yeah. Uh, as was seen on the uh, the the parade here, so many shots of uh, of just uh, you know going to Pound Town. And, you know, a lot of this is you also be like, if you're getting 100, if you're counting that, this one, I'm just looking at this photo here for the listeners. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, check out that, that footage. People were flinging beers. I don't know if you remember that 80s movie Ski School. Uh, it was like a, you know, it was this romp where it'd be like just throughout the whole movie, there was this running gag where anytime someone held up their hand, a beer would just fly from off camera and they would catch it. Uh, so that was what was going on on, the, on the, par- the, the parade for the Chiefs here is you see people just throwing Everything and he was just kind of uh, crushing them. So, but you know, I don't know if he's getting it all down the hatch there. Let's be fair. If he drinks all hundred like this, I'll give him like fifty. You know, you're like you're probably drinking about half of that beer. I gotta say, I'm very proud of Kansas City because that really feels like a team effort. Like 
Pat Mahomes wants 100 Coors Lights. We're going to bring him 100 Coors Lights when we go to this parade. Yes. No, I mean, that's the move. I mean, once he made, once he puts the call out, it's like, yeah, everybody's sitting there with 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 the Coors Lights on on hand, uh, on tap. Uh, but, you know, not everyone in Kansas City. So I also wanted to get your, your thoughts on this. Because this, to me, of course, is ridiculous. But I don't know if it's the, the Midwestern sensibilities or what. But this is your Kansas City star here. There's another... Uh, piece. Not everyone was loving the parade. Apparently, this is uh, this is a real uh, letters to the editor uh, uh, from the Kansas City Star from our readers. So th- these are one of those things where I'm just pulling shit. Where I'm like, all right, this is like glorified Twitter. Where like, yeah, did somebody have a problem with something somewhere? Like, yeah, I'm sure they did. But I did pull this. the The, uh, the headline from this one says, "Kansas City loves Mahomes and the Chiefs. Our kids didn't need to see them swill beer." So, I mean, Alan, for the children, I mean, is, is it is, you know, how could you possibly have a problem with this? You you know, I think that, um, gosh, my heart goes out to these poor children that have never seen anyone drink beer before in their life. That's right. And That's Patrick right. Mahomes, pra- Patrick Mahomes crap cracked open one of those 100 cores and their little <laughs> worlds were shattered. They were. And he cartoonishly just waterfalled it. And, and they just, you know, their lives are never going to be the same. Honestly, really, one of my favorite tropes in um, championship parades is just how shwasted all of the athletes get. Because, look, they deserve it. Yeah. They've just reached this, like, career pinnacle. I remember going to the uh, parade in New York after the U.S. women's national soccer team won the World Cup. Sure. And those ladies were shwasty. Yes. There was so much champagne everywhere, and it was great. And you know what? I was surrounded by children. I was surrounded by little girls looking up to these female soccer players as, like, the greatest athletes in the world. And they had a great time. They didn't yeah, care. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, this is all, this is joyful. This is not like, you know, pounding a bunch of uh, booze, driving a car, smacking your, you know, your family around. You know, this, this, is a, this is a joyous celebration where I'm just kind of like, yeah, it seems, it seems like the Kansas City Star. I'm like, I guess because you've already now won, like on your second Super Bowl, you got to be nitpickers. I'm like, otherwise, it's like, enjoy yourselves here. Who are the, who are the letters to the editor? You know, you put you put these couple of letters on the back burner here. I'm like, this. It seems like you wouldn't print print it because this. I just pulled like one little one here, but they, you know, they they printed like ten of them, and it's just like. Well, you know, we got to present both sides, Murph. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, all sides. There's always two sides, no matter what those two uh-huh. sides are, no matter how un uh, unreasonable, reasonable. Yeah, it's always two sides, uh, and uh, I think Mahomes can play both sides, double fist and. You win the Super Bowl MVP. You know you can chug some beers. Uh, there's also that funny thing. Did you see that? I guess he somehow skirted. I didn't really look into this much more than uh, just uh, hearing about it. But something with a Coors Light commercial. So there's the whole thing where they like can't do. Did you hear about this? Because NFL players no. can't do openly do beer commercials. So I guess he did some okay. sort of cheeky. Like they were like, oh, these are Coors Lights or something, and they were like flashlights. But it was all like a like a you know. Uh, entendre or whatever for the Coors Light, but he couldn't yeah. actually say it was. So then they started selling Coors Lights now selling in the flashlight game, I guess. Um, but that was a nice. I had no idea one. that I had no idea that football players couldn't do uh, beer commercials, but I guess of course that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess does it make sense? I don't know. I, if, I don't know. Like they could do like what you know they they could do be all that you can be. You know they they got the military commercials flying around. They got everything else going. I'm like, what the hell. I don't remember a time like that might be recent because I'm thinking back to like 
maybe this is NBA players now. I'm thinking about like Barkley. Yeah, because I wonder if there ever was like a time where I feel like those like 80s Bears teams, like there had to be like the Super Bowl shuffle, Fridge Perry and Jim McMahon. They had to be doing some sort of Budweiser spot, I, I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess, you know, it, in uh, in Goodell's NFL, there's no there. There are no there are no beer commercials uh, to be had. But uh, so Mahomes, right. you know, Mahomes is uh, he's riding high. He's dancing around. He's, he's playing the game. He's having fun. God bless the young man. And I feel, you know what, Andy Reid, since we won a Super Bowl, I'm now comfortable just being like, all right, Andy, like I, I feel like you've you've been through a lot as a human being, you know, and it's like we went our separate ways. And now that we've actually won a Super Bowl, I can be classy and just be like, I, I'm happy to see he outcoached. He out, he outcoached us for sure. That was I was going into the game that I was uh, very happy that that narrative that both teams had Super Bowls and that everyone could we could all unite in our love of Andy Reid. Sure. And, and you know, you may not have made it out. You certainly would have made it out of two separate Eagles uh, uh, Super Bowl parties if we did not have uh, a, a ring previously and then lose, you know, losing again. That would have been that would have been a, a sour scene for sure. Um, yes, it would have. I don't I don't think I would be here speaking to you today. Well, now you're a runner, <laughs> right? You run. Yeah, you run yeah. around uh, because you mentioned too about like this this idea of because I haven't ran in years, uh, I haven't really <laughs> moved in a long time. So it's like there is something to the workout and then the post workout booze set, right? Because you know you're everything's open, it's flowing. It, it feels like you might not need a ton to get to get your unless you're Mahomes, but other people like you might not need. It's like after a good run, you just have like you know a beer or like you know a glass of wine or a cocktail, and it's like you're feeling you're feeling uh, a little a little little loopy is that correct is that accurate yeah the well the thing specifically with beer and like distance running is that your body need, wants the carbs after you're done if you're run, if you're training for a marathon and you're running like an 18 mile training run then uh a lot of people will have like something like a Coors Light something like kind of low-ish in alcohol but breadish um, yeah bready yeah yeah bready. yep yep that makes sense yeah I mean a bowl of pasta it's like why not just pound a six yeah. back Exactly. Um, yeah, that, that that that's a sensible regimen there. Yeah, I feel like I need to move. I need to move my body to earn a little bit more because it's like when you're just rolling around from the bed to the couch to the computer, you know, drink. It's like you never really get that that those high highs. It's always just like a just a a, a, a medium buzz floating along. Um, I remember having a beer. I remember having some beers after a marathon. I guess, and this was like marathon was earlier in the day. I had the beers at night, and I had like one and a half, and was almost incoherent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, you're. I mean, your body's you're, you're pushing that to the limit. The marathon running is is crazy. I mean, that's that feels like uh, you know you 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 really put your body through the ringer, and then you get a little a little treat at the end. It's. I mean, what do you think of Mahomes' ankle, too? So he's saying he took no no shots for the ankle. What's the deal with this? Is this Because his ankle looks great as he's pounding these. This is now multiple photos we've seen here of these of, of this shower of Coors Light. But, yeah, and he can his ankle seems to be fine. He can walk around. I don't know. It's a weird thing with that guy because, you know, everyone was making a, all of Twitter and then everyone watching the game was like, okay, they're going to shoot him up with – whatever they're going to shoot him up yeah, with yeah. at halftime. And at halftime, going into halftime, I genuinely thought the game was over. Um, and because this all, like, whatever drugs they give these athletes to continue to keep playing yes, just really concerns me on so many different levels. Because if your body is saying, hey, I probably 
shouldn't be playing anymore, then you probably shouldn't be playing anymore. But gosh, as a fan, I'm really glad that Patrick Mahomes uh, is a robot and also got like superhuman drugs and was able to win the game. Was able to. Yeah. I just like to imagine him going in at halftime, just listening to Rihanna and pounding a bunch of Coors Lights and being like, all right, let's just do this. There is an all time great picture of uh, Kansas City quarterback Len Dawson when they won the Super Bowl in like 1970 or 1969. Uh And it's it's him at halftime sitting on a bench. Having a fresca and a cigarette. <laughs> a fre- what a what a uh, a dainty uh, a fresca and a cigarette. That's a very that's a European move. I like that. I like that a lot. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's yep. like a lot, I mean, baseball too is a great sport for that. For many years, Wade Boggs just yeah tr- taking down legendary uh, stories of him drinking you know full cases of beer during the course of games, smoking in the dugout. That's a uh, yeah ba- baseball when it used to not you didn't have to used to be jacked. There used to be just you know dudes who looked like me and and all my uncles just. Kind of playing professional sports and, and smoking while they do it, which is something to witness. Baseball, you can like baseball, you can wrap your head around the football. I I, I can't <laughs> imagine having like even a soda, anything carbonated, right? And then having to go back at halftime and like run around and play another half of football. Yeah, the fresca and a butt. That is that is the serious halftime regimen for sure. Um. Well, you know, listen, Mahomes. Uh, you know, bless and and again, congrats to you. I hope to see those hundred beers because if you do something like that, you also got to get it on camera. I'm, I mean, I'm you know, yeah. what I mean, it's he's already been tried out there. I'm like, if you're gonna do a hundred, let's get a counter going on the uh, on the thing. I just thought about like power. I don't know if you've ever done that power hour. It seems like nothing. It's like oh, just take a little shot of beer every whatever. But it's like that adds up, man. If I try to do that now, I would I would pay dearly for it. I feel like that would be that would be the end of my month. I um did you ever play a game did you ever do Edward Forty Hands? Oh yeah, Edward Forty Hands is a fun yeah. one. That's a great one. Yep. Great. Props. I did that I did that once but it was uh you know, I was in a sorority in college. This was a very romantic couples event called Couples Edward Forty Hands. <laughs> so you <laughs> you each had a 40 and then both of your hands were also taped to a bottle of Andre. So it was Ooh. a it was a team you and your date had to finish the Andre and the 40. This is a delightful night on the town. Very romantic, very sweet. Yes. yes, yes, yeah. I do love the inventive, uh, the, the nature of just like you know, because you're like, yeah, we could just sit here and pound, but it's like, how do we make this a little bit more theatrical? How do we make this a little bit more of an experience? And whoever yep. came up with the forty hands is is a, is a magnificent bastard. Uh, I do love that. It's it's been a while for any of those. I just can't like, I don't know, man. I just pay for it. I, I got to go low and slow. I'm like, you know, at this point, it's just yeah. I, I can't. The, the binge is is I just don't have it left in me anymore. Um, well, listen, we're, uh, to go back to, to my heyday, we're going to go, you know, we're, we're going to take a step back into the, uh, into the time machine here. Um, and I specifically, because, uh, you, you are, uh, you know, a true actress, uh, of, uh, stage and screen and we have the Oscars coming up, you know, around the corner here. So I wanted to do a little something, uh, you know, growing up in the eighties, it was kind of the heyday for uh, the golden age of, of, uh, anti-drug PSAs. So I gathered up a couple here in particular, uh, I've got I've got three of them, and I would love for you to be the academy uh, in this situation because these are performances. Now these these are these are not just your you know your brain on drugs that the egg whatever. These are like these are truly people really dialed up uh, for these uh, these in particular. So I'd love for uh, you to, to t- take a look at these three uh, these three PSAs. Um, we'll stop in between each one and 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 get some thoughts uh, from the thespian uh, in the room. 
uh, in a little oh, something uh, I call uh, Propaganda Stigma and ALF. Losers are users, so don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. Ah! Ah! So these are the PSAs. Uh, first one out of the gates. This is a just a bit of child acting that I'll just let it do the talking for itself. This is a, a dynamite performance from this young lady. Well, I started on, on pot about a year ago. But uh, crack really messed me up bad. And uh, I started on that like a month ago. And, you know, I, I, just, I just wanted to see what it would, you know, be like. I said, nah, never to me, you know. I can handle it. We tried some. And, like, a month later, I couldn't live without it. I mean, I didn't think one time was going to hurt me. I'm sorry what I put my family through. Never thought this could happen. <laughs> now, for the listeners here, this is a very intimate, uh, uh, you know, not a lot of bells and whistles here. They just kind of got a nice tight shot on this young lady's face. A little bit of uh, light spilling in from the background. There's some some cuts in there to get her to ramp up. But it was like, you know, I don't know. That was kind of a very strange. I don't know what what, what to make of that as a, as a, as a kid. You're just kind of like, huh. I don't know that it. I don't know that it deters. What do you think of the performance? Just first and foremost, forget the messaging. But what about the performance? Well, okay. So uh, performance is only as good as the text, and I think that the text here was quite rich because <laughs> she starts on pot, which is my favorite yes. phrase. I've great, heard great phrase about yep. marijuana in a long time. Something kids say. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. She starts on pot, and then she goes to on crack. She then she starts on crack. Yep, that's right. And I, I just think I love the repetition of the uh, preposition on. That really a lot lets on, you know, yeah. like where her life is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was on this. Now uh-huh. I'm on this, and now I can't get off it. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot, yeah. a lot of prepositions. Yeah, the text was the text. There's a little something to chew on there. Uh, it escalates quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, she, she gave this great look too. uh, at one point when she's like, sorry for what I put my family through. And she gives these eyes. That's like, kind of like, so she made some choices is the point. She made a few choices there. Uh, and And there was clearly a makeup person on set that in one of the break, in one of the breaks, uh, came in and like really got her hair wet and sweaty yes really like helped her helped her get into the moment of having put her family through what she's put her family through. she was she was on hair and makeup uh by the end of that by the end of those those (laughs) yes you could tell that they were ramping those up to be like no she's not just shoveled enough this is a woman this is a young lady on the edge here we gotta get we gotta get her there so yeah they did they did ramp that up so that's that's performance number one again you know just just a very intimate uh portrayal of uh you know, of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a sad teenager. Um, the second one here now we're going to get into, uh, there's a little bit of a reveal throughout for the listeners. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you, you know, it, it, we'll try to paint this picture for you a little bit. But this is another very, uh, uh, very gut-wrenching portrait here of, uh, of a father. Son, I figured when you were old enough I'd talk to you about drugs. I tell you they're nothing but poison. I tell you to stay away from the garbage that, pushes that junk. I mean, I never figured that I ought to be telling that to a 13-year-old. If you don't teach your kids to say no to drugs, it's as good as saying yes. 
So we pull back to the yeah, in the cemetery there. He's talking to the gravestone. Um, thoughts on that reveal? Wow, that's a lot. Um, I He was letting, I think, um, his hair do a lot of the work for him. Not yes. to be, you know, not to come in with a, a critical comment at first, but I... Um, Little wintry breeze I, there at work. Yes, yes. And I and that's curious also because he was in, you know, the reveal at the end of the PSA is that he's in a cemetery. And it also did appear to be wintertime. Snow, there was snow on the ground. Yeah. There was snow on the ground. So I was curious as to why he didn't have a hat. No hat, um, no breath. No hat. We didn't see any any of his the cold breath. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, so it doesn't. It didn't quite feel. This is what didn't click for me. It wasn't lived in. Um, I, you know, I just didn't quite buy that his thirteen-year-old had truly died. You Agreed. know, he was acting. I could tell. Yes, it wasn't real. Hundred percent. No, I did not buy that for 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 one second. Um, they really were were leaning on the, on the dramatic pullback at the end. They they were just wanted those tombstones to do all the work there. And again, like yes. you say, with the text, the text was just a little strange. There, there was this kick for a while that was always like putting it back on parents as if there was just this thing where it's like, you just didn't talk to him. If you talked to you, you just didn't talk. You didn't give him the talk. And now that's on you. That was a very strange thing, uh, thing with that as well as if, you know, there, there is some magical talk that could happen. Uh, and then I guess the, uh, the message there as well, there's never too young. So it's like, I didn't think 13 year old I'd have to. Um, yeah, I didn't buy that at all, which makes it very awkward. You know, it makes, it always makes it awkward when someone just can't quite get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, seems like it was. A, it seems like it was a tough day. He didn't have a great script. You know, I gotta say, I, I guess this is. You know, I'm being critical of the directing now too. Mm-hmm. It was. I felt it was quite apparent from the beginning that we were going to pull back and. Um, they tipped it. They tipped it a little to, bit. We were, we were going to have a dead child in this ad in some way. That's so, right. So, you know, you're playing the the beginning. He was really playing the end of the scene at the beginning of the scene. Yes. Which is just, you know, you Good can't note. do that. That's a great note. That is a great note. You're right. Um, yeah, he did not take us, uh, along for that at all. They tipped everything from the beginning and yeah. I still just didn't, you know, still didn't buy it by the end, at least with that young lady in the first one that now she had the, you know, she had, the, there was a lot, there was a little cut jobs there going, it was a kind of like a YouTube, uh, um, you know, a tutorial situation where it was very close up. So they're doing some jump cuts, uh, to, and disheveling of, of her hair in between each cut. Uh, but yeah, I, so he didn't have the benefit of that. That was, I think, just one continuous shot there. So I'll give him that, I guess. But yes, good point. Yeah, but you know, they, 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 the direction was poor. Uh, Might have been a shittier script than than even in the first one. Um, but that's where we're you know, left. it felt like it felt like a production that was really gunning for awards season. You know, and it, when you want it too much, it's just uh, no, no, no. you don't like it. Yep, yep. You're already seeing it's 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 the for your consideration. You know that you're already exactly. there, and it's like we haven't even established like i don't i don't know anything about you or your son i don't even believe you have a son i think you've snuck into yeah. some cemetery you, yeah. you, you're underdressed like for the weather you're 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 bumbling around in the cemetery it's like i, I don't believe any of this well completely agree this uh this third one is going to be a nice little uh, there's an easter egg in here this one is this is a narration piece this is a little walk through the uh um, through the through through the 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 home, the family uh, home here, uh, memories, uh, you know, as the tragedy unfolds. But I would like to see if you recognize our narrator here in this one. And I don't want you to, you know, if they happen to be a name, you know, we're still trying to give these on the merits here. We're not trying to do so. Let's just see if you recognize uh, this uh, this little emotional roller coaster narration. 
When she was six, after a few scrapes and tumbles, her dad taught her how to ride a two-wheeler. When she was nine, he helped her build a telescope that could see the moons of Jupiter. When she was 14, after a lot of giggling and giving up, her mom finally taught her how to hit a wicked two-handed backhand. All through her growing up, Susie's parents taught her well. But for all their love and attention, there was one lesson left untaught. Susie's parents never taught her about drugs. They never told her that drugs maim, drugs kill. So Susie learned one final lesson on her own. When you don't say no to your kids about drugs, it's the same as saying yes. Okay. Okay. Um, it, okay, I have two, I have two guesses and the first one I don't think is right, but my first thought was that it's, it was the, um, the Robert, the, un, the guy from Unsolved Mysteries, but I oh, don't think Stack. that's right. Robert Stack. Yeah. No, not Stack. Robert Stack. Not Robert Stack. And then my second thought was, is it the Maybe guy who hosted- Maybe you could help solve a mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the other, my other thought was, is it the guy that hosted the, um, like the missing kids show on TV? Uh. Oh, um, uh, shoot! I don't. Not America's. Not uh, America's Most Wanted. He, he that was. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, is it him? Maybe it was America's Most Wanted. Because well, his kid, uh, got, I guess it, he law his kid was kidnapped. Yes. And then America's yeah. Most Wanted was just you know at large or whoever, whatever. Uh, what the hell was his name? Walsh. Was, Walsh. No, it's 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 yeah. a, it's a. Uh, uh, what's also really funny here is that I may very well get called out on this, but I'm gonna still try to say it confidently. I wanted to double check before we recorded this to make sure this was, but I think it's Martin Sheen. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> I think it's actually yep, yep, yep. A, a young, a younger Martin Sheen, I believe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That does that sound right? That sounds like him. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, there's some. The gravitas. other thing that I love about sorry the the other thing that I loved about this one is the um the sound mix. You know, because yep. you've got his voice, you've got his like great booming voice that is able to reflect the sinister nature of what's happening and then also there's like spooky sounds there is the there, there's a little haunted haunted uh, haunted uh, hayride feeling I and mean, for the <laughs> yeah. listeners you're kind of walking it's this it's this walk through the through her bedroom you see the telescope you see you know you see everything he's that that he's narrating there and then at the end i believe i'm not quite sure what those drugs were i don't know if she's huffing there i don't know what the the, the thing was so it looked like kind of like a crack pipe but then there was also some other apparatus that looked like maybe she was trying to huff some something. Uh, I don't. I don't know what exactly fell to the, the ground and smashed. And again, the messaging just being like, she just didn't know drugs would kill. You know, the, the whole problem there was was just just the lack of of knowledge. It was just she she yeah. thought that this was a free ride. She was feeling great, you know, getting high, partying, and she was like, oh, this there's no you know, there's no downside possibly for this. So it was just that they didn't tell her. They taught her the backhand. They taught her the moons of Jupiter. Which was a nice poem. I thought this was the best script of the three. I would say still a little corny, but I, but I, I think I agree with you because there is a there is a, a story. There is a narrative arc. You know, yep. even I, I would say the runner up is our first one, our our teenage girl. Who, but um, you don't we don't really know what got her on pot and then on crack. <laughs> we don't. We I do suppose not. we don't know that here either. But we know her backstory. Right, right, right. That she yeah. can play tennis. She can play. Yeah, she had a wicked to it. Well, I mean, I guess what just got on drugs is just that they did that. She just didn't know. She wasn't spoke. She wasn't given the talk. The parents just never mentioned right. drugs, which is, I think, at least the, the second two both had that issue. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, this- that I don't know who Martin. She, I don't know. He's not the father either. I don't know if this is like a 
a, a neighbor or the voice of God. I, I don't know. I don't know who exactly he is in this scenario, but I think he's the voice of God. Yeah, yeah. Feels I, like the, that. and the, the, the God of parenting. Yes, the guy. Yes, yeah, the God of. I mean, the guy Martin Sheen is, as we know, the the God of parenting, winning. I yes, mean, <laughs> you know, he he gave Charlie the talk. Um, yeah, that that that's uh. So I feel like if I had to pick. It's also unfair because you get to do that. You know, it's it's always fun to do some narration. Um, but there was there seemed like there, I, I don't know. I just I believe that he was taking taking us there. But I I still the wild card is is that girl. The, the guy in the middle for me is a is a is a is a bust. Yeah, I think that like okay. So of these three, if I were going to compare each of them to like our Oscar movies this year, mm-hmm. you know, our last one I would say is Top Gun Maverick. There's a story. <laughs> yes. We're on a journey. Yes, yes, yes. You're, there's a celebrity involved. That's right. Um, the details like are still big... vague. We don't know what country we're right, going exactly. to war with, but like it's there's shit happening. There's something going on. Yeah, yeah. Big picture. And then your first one is um, of the, of just the girl talking to camera. I mean, really, that's like women talking. It's a, it's an indie movie. <laughs> yes, yes. With yep. just one girl talking. Gritty vibes. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. It feels, yeah, yep. a little experimental yep. with the, yeah, we're going to keep it tight on her. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. Some cuts. And then maybe, oh, and then I think the second one is Babylon. It's like oh, pretty obvious. Yes. We know where it's going. Yes, yes, yes. Very, yeah. They fell in love with themselves a little too much. Yeah. yeah the they were like, oh, we've got this great shot and we're going to do that. Yep. And then that's like all the substance that's there. They're like more tombstones. It's like more cocaine, more piles of, of more debauchery, more, more, just more of the set pieces will, will mask yeah. everything we're lacking in, in script and in just people not being dialed in at all. I, now, I haven't seen yeah. Babylon, to be fair, but I feel like it's kind of a camp situation. Um, and I did hear that the, uh, lot, there was a lot of cocaine. Uh, my understanding yes, is Margot Robbie was like telling the director, this is too, this is cartoonish. This is not how people do cocaine. And he was like, well, it's got to read. You know, it was cartoonish, but everything about the movie was cartoonish. So it didn't stick out in that way. It was right. like, yeah, this is an amount of cocaine that is appropriate for this movie. In this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, I mean, this is, listen, this is, uh, this is, the, this is the, uh, I feel like our young up and comer. I feel like, uh. I think I think she might be the the dark horse that steals this. You know, Sheen's. Yeah, got I enough. think he doesn't need it. The Academy loves to give um, best actress to a twenty five year old ingenue. So let's right. give best actress to this lady. Yes, I wonder if that woman. Because how old? How old would you say she was in this piece? I'd say fifteen. Fourteen. Yeah, 14? it's the it, it's the eighties thing. Of she probably was fifteen, and I think she like looked thirty or thirty. Yeah, not yeah. in a not in a mean way. No, just no, but in by the end, and that's by the, the way end, she was she 80s. was a frazzled thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she yes. was on thirty for sure by the end of that. Yes, um, she started on fourteen and she ended on thirty. On thirty, that's what those cuts. Those cuts were just like an age. She was in like a yeah. She was she was just uh, in a in a in a Dorian Gray situation. There is that right? Isn't Dorian Gray was yeah. aging a lot? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I wonder what she's up to now. You know, if that were me, I would trot that thing out once a year. I feel and show my friends and family and just be like, this is the time we sit down. We watch. I tell you the behind the scenes. They're like, yeah, we know. We know. They kept putting like Vaseline in your hair or whatever to make it stick up. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would that would be my crown jewel if, if, if I had that on the old resume. I think I would use that a lot in, you know, the game where you have to do, say, three things about yourself and two are true and one is a lie. Uh, I think I would yes. include that one a that's lot. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good that's yeah. a good two truth lie situation for sure. Um, 
Well, listen, Ellen. We want. I want to get to uh, two truths and a lie. You can. You. You can. You can see if we can even get that into here if you want. We're going to keep the. Um, Keep the, uh, the 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 thespian vibes rolling here. We're gonna we're gonna come off of our our mini uh, Academy Awards uh, celebration, um, and we're gonna uh, step uh, into a little bit more of an intimate uh, setting with uh, the great Alan Hahn, uh, and we're gonna go inside the user studio. It's so funny. I just had a panic moment where I was like. I don't know where these glasses are. And I'm like, oh, I put them right down here underneath. They usually are up here. I was like, well, I'm going to have no glasses. I should know these questions by now. But as always, we end our podcast session (laughs) with the weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is, Ellen Hahn, what is your favorite drug? I was at co- I was in college, I think, at like the end of cocaine being like the party drug. So that was like my party drug of choice. Yes, cocaine. Yes. There, there was a time when it was decent before it all just went to hell. What is your least favorite drug? Oh, God. I'm such... Um, I really don't tolerate weed very well. Mm. And in California, I don't know. It just, I think I'm a little too anxious in type A. It's not my, fa- it's not my favorite. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah. It makes sense. Cocaine, you're type A, you're out there, you're grabbing the, you're grabbing the world by the horns. You can't be at time for heads in the clouds. No, Lord, no. What age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence? Sixteen. Mm, sixteen. Sweet sixteen. What celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Oh, a uh, prince. Yes. That was. Really sad because I, I think also it took, um, it was a little like surprising. Yes. Yeah. I mean, most overdose deaths are, but yeah. Yes, but yes, it seemed like uh, that was a, that was a, a, a slow train crash into into the into a brick wall. It seemed it seemed he had been deteriorating, but still performing. Uh, yeah. So yes, I agree that 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 was a, that was a rough one. What is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Your least favorite drug, well, but your most favorite slang word for that drug. Well, I, I think, honestly, I, I learned it today, and it's the phrase on pot. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to use that going forward. On pot, indeed. What drug, uh, what drug would you like to deal for a living? Oh, you know what I would be really good at? I know I just said that I don't like weed, but I would be really good at, like, starting a chain of dispensaries that are, like, girl boss weed dispensaries. Ooh, yes, <laughs> this is, yes. This is a... Yeah, an, an alter ego would be like, yes, queen, let's get you your weed. Yes. The I would gla- do that. The glass ceiling, uh, edibles, uh, yeah. all the way up through and busting through the glass ceiling. I love the girl power uh, dispensaries. That's that's absolutely unnecessary. A, a, a uh, what drug would you not like to deal under any circumstances? I think cocaine. I think we're learning that. Ooh, this is coming all the way around now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one, the one that you like to consume, you do not like to dispense, and vice versa. Yeah, because I think um, weed people are, in general, more uh, fun. Mm. And <laughs> I just wouldn't want to spend my time around, like, uh, people that, like, wanted to buy cocaine from me. Yes, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, especially if you're, if you're uh, you know, you're, you're nickel and diming 
there's a lot of uh, you're on call a, a lot of times, and it's you know it's always that thing where you see someone oh this we'll get this eight ball it'll be good for the whole uh, night, and you are right, two hours for you now you're going to be coming back. Yeah, there's that's a whole demand situation. Um, no girl boss cocaine. Uh, cocaine, cocaine <laughs> no. bear, but no girl boss. Have you seen Cocaine Bear, by the way? Speak, I haven't seen speaking Cocaine of Oscar Bear, pictures, but I mean, Christ, if Top Gun got- can get nominated, Cocaine Bear may very well be right around the corner. And hey, fu- directed by a woman, girl right. boss, Cocaine Bear, Elizabeth Banks, girl <laughs> boss, co- Cocaine Bear. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear Prince say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I just want to hear him playing a playing a concert. I just want to hear him doing his Super Bowl show, like kind of on a loop, you Ooh. know, as long as he's happy doing that. Sure, sure. I, I, I imagine. I imagine up there he'd, he'd be enjoying a fine performance. Man's a born performer. Well, Ellen Hahn, here are your drug users. Listen, uh, it has been wonderful. Any parting words? Any uh, any last thoughts uh, in, in, in Oscar season here? I'm stretching Oscar season to be just months now. I think that I um, I, I would like to give that young lady in that in that uh, PSA who was able to deliver the line. I started on pot. Very convincingly, I would like to give her best actress for statue. this year. It's statue time. I'm, yes. I, I, I apologize to Kate Blanchett, but it's her. Ah, it's this young lady's yes. time. <laughs> Sorry, Tar. Yeah, that's uh, well, if you're out there and, and listeners, listen, you know, sometimes people, you know, sometimes people want to be left alone. But if not, if anyone could find out who this uh, who this uh, woman is, we'd love to be able to give her a proper ceremony um, for her, for her contributions. Um, well, uh, Ellen, thank you again so much for doing this. Uh, any socials, any things uh, to tell people to follow you? What, what, what? Uh, where should they check? I'm you on out? Instagram at at Ellen Hahn, which is my name, and that's um, that's the only social media I have. And I'm kind of trying to be on it less, but you can follow me yes, there. <laughs> yes, yes, excellent. Well, thank you so much again for doing this. It was a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you to everyone for listening. This has been your weekly dose. Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is Self-Medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the Self-Medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top-shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.